Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuhu. Rabbi shahli sadri wa yassirli amri wa hlalu uqdatam al-lisani yafqahu qawli. All thanks and praise be to Allah uh, for helping me organize my day. <laughs> and um, even if, um, you know, this is, this is something that I, I guess I would always rem- remember uh, post-Ramadan that even if, because right now it's it's past midnight and uh, I'm still so motivated to, to record the due episode that I, that I had today. Uh, I couldn't do it because uh, there were lots of, uh, uh, I was occupied throughout the day uh, because of, uh, to run some errands and whatnot, um, but Alhamdulillah, I'm happy that I could uh, still uh, at this time find the motivation. So I I, I hope that this podcast also finds you uh, in moments of reflection where you can also identify those moments where you think that uh, yes, the, the Ramadan has a blessing of its own where we where we feel like doing more where we feel like giving more where we feel like um spending uh, spending our time uh in in goodness uh and i hope that this podcast also finds you uh finds you in patience uh i i i once again i dedicate uh this this episode uh to the yaqeen institute um which which has actually uh Again, needless to say, I say this in every episode. Uh, um, Dr. Omar Suleiman uh, created an entire series uh, on 40 hadith on social justice and uh, what wisdoms can we draw from those hadith and how can we apply them in today's time and, and understanding that that the, the, the fulfillment of justice is not, uh, is, not, is not a responsibility of the people in power uh, or the to say it right, it's not only the responsibility of the people on thrones, but it's a responsibility of every individual. We all need to understand the powers that our existence comes with, uh, the, the, the resources um, that we have at hand and how can we use them and if we're doing justice to, to, to ourselves. So the first seven episodes were, were regarding the methodology of, of how to bring about, uh, you know, how, how to bring about understanding of justice and how can we answer big questions such as how do I help someone? How do I know if someone is in need? Uh, what tools do I have that I can use? Does it always have to be tangible? If not, then what other means do I have? So we, 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 yeah, we shed some light upon those. It's what was really so far interesting for me was to see that um, speech, for instance, and uh, when we talk about changing something with our hands, was not only about physical interaction, but also through, uh, but also by giving charity or, um, or, or uh, enabling others to to bring about a change that we wish we could, but we cannot for whatever reason. So now we are going to be looking at specific uh, specifics. So the incidents that took place during the time lifetime of the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam. So before I get get in onto this, uh, you, we we all need to understand one thing that Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam was was establishing a state. So he was more or less deciding the constitution, right? So he had so he was deciding the laws, uh, the Sharia that we call um, what what kind of laws are there in Islam? Uh, how are we? Uh, so people would look up to him. They would ask him questions. They would ask him. If they had uh, a certain conflict, uh, especially when it came to write about our uh, right of of um, um, right of people, there's actually a saying in in Islam that you know if you have to choose between giving the right of Allah or giving the right of a human, you should you should better give the right of a human first. 
So you know the 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 the, um, the emphasis. There's a great emphasis laid on, on on realizing that we that that we 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 must, uh, we must strive to reach the excellence in our characters. Um, and I I guess. I uh I I guess the, the that has become more uh, evident uh, in the last episodes that I that 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 I looked at. So let's so 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 now th- now try to understand from that paradigm. Like you know you have you have Prophet Muhammad Sallam who is the lawgiver, so to say, in, in these situations. So people go to him with queries and and they look up to him for advice. And at the same time, I I said this. I I will repeat this. Um, that. These are the people who are driven by their reward in the hereafter. They're the companions, especially, um, at least at the time of the Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu And uh, that's why you will you will hear a lot of lot of um, uh, hadith, a uh, lot of a lot of interaction between people where where you would see the house in paradise or hellfire, things like that. So you, then there was there was there was this this uh, this motivation for the people to to uh, excel in in the life hereafter. So for them, the the world did not carry as much weight as uh, the the world uh, uh, in the, in the next would have, would carry. So try to keep. We need to try to keep our minds open to that, because again, we can think from our mindset, but at the same time, we also need to learn how to bridge the gap. Um, and this is this is how you know when when disagreements come, we need to see where the middle ground that we can meet. All right. So this hadith is really interesting, and uh, it's uh, it's 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 it's. I think one of the. I wish. If this 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 hadith was implemented. The principles, the underlying principles of this hadith are beautiful, and I hope. That we can take some lessons from it uh, with us after after this and see what we can do in our capacities to ensure these things. So uh, one of the companions of the Prophet Muhammad Uthman bin Affan. So Uthman bin Affan, very interesting uh, figure in Islam, and actually he is the third caliph. So the first caliph was Abu Bakr, the second was Umar bin Al-Khattab, the third one was Affan, and the fourth one was Ali. And uh, that that, uh, that was during the time, uh, the, the, yeah. So the, the exactly the fourth one was Ali, and Ali was also the son-in-law of Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, and Affan uh, uh, Uthman bin Affan radiAllahu anhu as well. Uh, he was son-in-law of of uh, of Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. So he says that he he narrates from Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam that there are no rights. So the quote begins, excuse me, so the quote begins, there are no rights that son of Adam is entitled to other than these four rights. A shelter, a place to dwell, a garment that covers his nakedness, awrah uh, in Arabic, a loaf of bread and water, end quote. So here you say that, here you see that the only things that the humanity is entitled to, it's not power, it's not position, it's not status, it's nothing but these four things. These are the four things that the basic right every human must have. That they have access to a safe space to live, they have access to, to clothes where they can cover themselves uh, and dress themselves up, and a loaf of bread, something to eat, and water, clean drinking water. So here you see that the, uh, the, the, the hijab, which is the covering, uh, of course, it is applicable you know, to, to both men and women. And um, we, we looked at the previous, um, uh, we, we looked in the previous hadith where we, we saw that, you know, the person who has the money from what Allah has given, he should, we, we talked about this, right? Like um, he should spend from what Allah has given him. 
So it is a responsibility of a person who is in, in, in power, so to say, that when he has the money, when he has the sustenance, that he fulfills his needs and then he sees he, he must seek out. That person must seek out to see if he can help out, reach out to people who have it hard on themselves, where they do not have enough water, they do not, they do not have clean drinking water, they do not have enough food, they do not have something, a, a, a place to live. If, even if they do not have a place to live, if they can organize something, and then we can use the methodology from the seven episodes to answer these questions. But here you see that that we are we are encouraged to look beyond our to look beyond ourselves once our needs are met, not our wants. Not and it's completely fine to fulfill our wants. I'll come to that in a bit. Um, but it's 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 interesting that that we need to see because it's never an, a comfortable position to be in to ask from someone for something especially if it's a humble person or a very compassionate person it's not easy for them to go up to someone and ask for money especially i mean some people even find it hard to ask for help there are so many people i've met in my life including myself that it's so hard to ask for help to reach out to help that's why sometimes we need to go and come out of this 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 mindset that if someone needs help they will come and ask for it i think it's a very dangerous mindset to have because it it we kind of dissolve ourselves of responsibility that it is to to reach out to people we need to have that mindset that you know not everyone has the ability to ask we need to we need to be aware we need to we need to be able to understand who can possibly need our help of course, we can, we can also rely on the fact that people would come and ask us for help, but we cannot, we cannot just end it there. Because I think it's a very, very convenient way to wash your hands off of a responsibility. And that's why I think sometimes when, when I find it so warming, when I'm, 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 I'm in the middle of the street and I have no idea where to go, I'm new in a city, and just someone comes and they're like, you seem lost, Is there, do you need some help? You know, this, 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 these kind of, 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 of gestures, uh, of kindness, of courtesy, they, 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 they can really move hearts and it can really, you know, kind of, re, you know, like we, when we look at our, our, our uh, social media, you have these videos, faith in humanity restored. So even if these actions are, are they might seem trivial, but they can really bring about a change. They can really motivate a person that, yes, you know, like, you know, there's a change that starts uh, with that. So the thing is, what's really interesting that another, uh, another um, uh, hadith of the Prophet where he says that the Muslims are co-owners of three things. And now, here by Muslims, uh, it is also, scholars have commented that it can also be extended to people as a whole in a community. So regardless of the faith they have. So if it's a community, even if it's a mixed faith, uh, this, uh, this, this saying applies. So what are those three things where the people are co-owners of? Water, and fire so what is water so water means the land open streams of water rivers so we cannot simply go and buy a, a, a land an open stream where everyone has access to, access to clean drinking water we cannot simply go and buy their uh, and claim our authority on that there has to be a process in place through which we can buy it if we want to but anything that has that has that has, that is a free piece of land of where you have especially a running a stream of water then it is for the community what is color natural herbs like like for instance uh mint uh there are many cultures in in, in north africa where they love to serve teas with uh, with, uh, with with mint that's read, readily available so you don't you don't you don't sell that you, you don't it, it is it is a it is a property of the entire community it's like you, know, you, you have co-ownership there that's the idea that is spread and then you have fire so by fire uh, the scholars have commented that means 
things you need to make fires like firewood stone because you know that's how you cook food you, you need you need fire so the basic necessity needs to be fulfilled here so you 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 provide that so that everyone can have access to food for instance through fire and that's why you know for example when when, when people are selling water in grocery shops so in islam it is even said that if a person comes up to a grocery store and if that person demands a glass of water we are we are we are obliged to give him a glass of water otherwise we do a sin we 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 sin there and so that's a responsibility of us to realize that the clean access to clean drinking water or clean water of course also it is a basic right and that's what we looked up uh, in the in the hadith so um uh, so, so exactly and at the end of the day the idea should be that i'm not selling water i'm just selling the service the effort that it took me to bottle it to put a label on it or whatever so then that, that's the mindset uh, that is uh, promoted here so um but but there are also you know when, when people talk about this you know the co-ownership but it can actually it can also actually happen that there is a naturally existing owner of that piece of land where there is you know open uh, uh, stream so here the scholars have said that um, actually it's it's uh, it's um, there there is there is a different sort of oh, there there's a difference of opinion here um, that uh, some say that some scholars say that uh, no even if the person owns everyone can have access to it but the other scholar says which also I tend to I my tendency is also towards that that I I use it to my needs and then the rest I let it let it for the people. So now here, what what actually is really interesting is because you know the 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 concept of greed and selfishness are challenged here. So we need to know what our needs are, and then we can you know what we don't need. It's okay. We, you we, especially when it comes to drinking water, you you give it to the service of the society. So now here. Um, uh, there was there's there's a very uh, the, 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 there was a very interesting incident. So when 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 the, when the Muslims um, in Mecca they were prosecuted, uh, I mentioned that yesterday they migrated to Abyssinia, and afterwards they migrated to to um, Medina. So when they went to Medina, there was a group of people who were called the Ansar. They were called Ansar because they were they were very helpful. We will come to that in a bit also to what extent they helped. It's it's mind blowing honestly the 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 way they took in refugees. Um, anyway, so uh, the the Ansar was complaining that you know uh, so there was there was there was this uh, running stream of water, uh, of from one of the people. Um, um, uh, I think it was Zaid. Zubair, I'm, I'm again mixing the name here. I'm really sorry for this. And uh, then the, um, and then, yeah. So there was, so exactly. So, so this person, he had, so Muhajir, uh, this, 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 uh, this person here, he has this water flowing through, through his property, but it would end up naturally through the property of the other person also. But the thing is that, that, that uh, he, wouldn't let the, uh, he wouldn't let the other person use it, so he wouldn't let the Ansar use the water. So this case was taken up from Muhammad and he said that, you know, it's, 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 it's a naturally flowing water, like why doesn't he let me use it? And then Prophet said, okay, you know what, you, need, you, you use the water to your needs, fulfill all your needs that you have, irrigation at home, whatever you have, and then leave the rest to him. And then the, the, to that, that man remarked, "You're only saying this to uh, you're only saying this to him because he's your he's your cousin." And at that point, Prophet Sam said, "Okay, build a wall. He gets no water. Why? Why was such a drastic measure taken? Because this person, it was sensed. Prophet Sam sensed that he he was asking more than his right. 
in that situation. So greed got into the greed, greed, greed got into the picture. So we also need to have here the cleanliness of our hearts and to know that yes, if we can, if we need to demand our rights, we need to know to what extent our rights are actually applicable. And and actually, there's a, there's another thing of one of the of the companions of of of, of uh, say Ibn Jubair that Allah curses a man. Allah curses a man who has access to water, food, and clothes, and that he blocks the access to all these three things, and his neighbors are dying around him. So you know, sometimes I have seen that people have these huge, beautiful houses, and right around that you have slums. People may not even have enough. They, they might have to walk, walk a few kilometers to get access to clean drinking water. But then again, or they don't have enough money to eat. But then you have right across the road, you have this huge uh, uh, skyscraper or you have many, you, I mean, I, I, I don't like to name countries, but there are many countries where you can see this clear divide of de demarcation where you have this upper society and lower society. You have this, this lavishness, you have this luxurious homes. Uh, maybe only three people live where, where, where an entire community can fit in. But then on the other side, you have this tiny place and you already have a community sustained in there. So you see that the, 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 the idea behind that is not that you're making your home look better, it's just basically greed. And this is what really struck me when I was reading this um, um, uh, material today, that we, we really have, we really have taken um, beautiful words for certain things. Like, uh, it, it also, Allah says in the Quran that, you know, the, the Iblis, the, 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 the Satan, he, he gives you beautiful names for ugly things. So I, I feel that sometimes greed, um, uh, pride, uh, arrogance, it has been, it has, it is taking another form these days where people are more like, you know, talking about, um, um, uh, you know, I, 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 love, I love to have more space, I love to have more light, I love to have this, I love to have that. It's no harm to have all of that. But just check to what extent you're actually going to do that. What about, what about your cousins? What about your family, immediate family? Your, what, what, what about those? Do they have enough money around you? What about the society that you're living, living in? What about the community? If, what about, how about you use your position if you're in a powerful position, if you're an influencer? What, what, how about you promote, you drive people to give charity? That's why there was this one, one woman online in Ramadan. She's just, you know, she gets nothing out of it, but she's just, pro she has a following of more than 100,000, but she's just encouraging her followers that in the month of Ramadan, just spend a, a dollar every day. It's, it's, it's nothing. At the end of the day of Ramadan, it's like 29 or, 29 or $30 at the end. But still, you know, you, 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 you mobilize a movement. Greta, for example, I think she did a, she did a great thing by mobilizing. She did not really achieve any result. But she mobilized the entire world to know that, yes, there is a crisis right in front of us. But people, they're just closing their eyes because the people who can actually make the real change are the ones who are driven by their greed, who are driven by their, uh, the more, the want of more, the want of exploitation. They don't really care because everything is fine in their homes. I'm sure when they will be directly affected by the impact that the climate change is having, they will be, take these things much more seriously. It, they are not affected right now. So that's why you don't see a change. Sometimes change does not occur until the powerful are affected. And that's something that was really mind-blowing for me when I was reading this. 
and that's why you know you have you have so many big corporations and it's, it, it has happened like you have these 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 people living in the middle of amazona amazonians in brazil and then you have these big corporations coming in taking away their land they are having clean they have they're having access to water they're having access to land but then these corporations come in they take away their land especially forests what the, the damage that has done, been done to the rainforest by these big corporations corporations for furniture corporations about uh, for 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 fashion corporations for um uh uh fashion uh coal mining petroleum like the, the, the list just goes on i mean we we need to see i mean how is it possible like in one in one same city you have eight different shops of the same brand and then imagine how much one sh- how much does it take to make one t-shirt and how many of each t-shirt is there in one city in in the same in, in the same store like why is it this 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 consumption you know you have this 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 uh, this stress of losing out on fashion not looking up not looking um not looking like according to the trend right now you know because and then you have to change your wardrobe every two or three months every six months you change your wardrobe what's happening like you know this is one way what this is this is the moment where you can just take a step back and just you know ask yourself what am i actually buying and that's why you know i'm 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 living in berlin right now there are so many people who just basically you know buy second hand clothes and there's no shame in that they're like why do we need to continuously buy new clothes like why do we need to keep on producing like stop we are really the year does not even end and we have already used the the the, the resources the earth has to offer in one year so this 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 is the alarming situation that we are going through and you know we don't we don't need to we don't need to look we don't need to think about what can we do like big steps or what our politicians have to do we just have to start from ourselves how can we address our greed the the habit of consumption that we have so um and then there is there is this uh, uh really um, a beautiful story i'm i think this <laughs> this episode will be longer there's this really interesting story of uh, uthman bin affan so the one who generated the hadith that we are looking at today uh so when the, when the, when the, when the, when, the, when the muslims they moved to 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 medina uh there was this one uh, non muslim who had um uh people were in dire need of water there was no water there was not not, not enough clean drinking water for people there so um the, the the person there he said okay you know what i will i will give you uh, you can you can buy this well for me which was also already not uh, justified but then they were like okay fine if you want to sell the, the sell the well sell it and then he said i will sell this well for 40000 dirhams now this amount was 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 you can you can you can think about it in millions in today's times and that's the, the crazy amount of time amount of amount he asked for prophet muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam was very upset by this and then he was like okay fine and he, he went out in his community and he said I guarantee paradise f- for that person who buys this well for uh, for me. And then Uthman Uthman bin Affan he said, like, "Okay, I will go and negotiate with this guy." And now, now that's interesting because he's a refugee, right? So and and refugees are usually not in the position to take such steps. But he he saw the dying of the community at that point, and then he goes up uh, up to the man, and then he's like, "Okay, you know what? Sell me half of the well." And of course, half of the well selling doesn't mean that you split the half. well into half it actually means that um one day that guy had an access and the other day Uthman bin Affan had an access so one day to each and then interestingly when so you know when it was the day the day of that that person he would sell water to the people and they would buy it for him but when it was the day of Uthman bin Affan he gave the water to everyone for free 
And then, so what happened is that no one would go to the, to the person when it, it was his day. And then they would only wait for the day of Uthman. And then this guy came and then he said, okay, you know what? I clearly see what you're doing here. Uh, I, can, I, can, uh, I can sell you the rest of my well. Give me the 20,000. He said, no, I'll, gi- I'll give you 10 now. So, so you see that, you know, they, to make people's lives easier, it has, so much, it has so much benefit, not only here, but also in the hereafter. And, and what's really interesting is that the, the, um, uh, you, you, when, you, when you really look at the lives of the companions, if you look at the lives of how people were living in those times, you have this amazing examples of altruism. Waqf, for example. Waqf for was, 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 was called endowment. It is, uh, there is, I can highly recommend you to read the, the paper on Waqf. Uh, it's on Yaqeen Institute of how... Um, because so 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 interestingly, this this well actually is still in place in t- to today's time. The the this well has raised up to five hundred million dollars up to this day, and it was it was uh, it it is still in in the name of Uthman. It, the well is in Medina, and uh, th- through this well, the money that had been collected, uh, th- this money has gone directly to development projects for the society. So you know you see that this you have this this. This, this mindset of helping the community then helping helping yourself all the time so now this it's really interesting that there was there were some people they were called the companions of sufa ashab of sufa and they did not have much they could they they do not have uh, anything to afford the home so prophet Muhammad housed them in the mosque and it was the companions were uh, reported to uh, that uh, they, they reported that Prophet Muhammad used to eat with them. He used to share with them. He they would get the same food that Prophet Muhammad would eat. Actually, in Islam, uh, if you have a maid, if you have a servant at home, you the, the, you are required to feed your servant the f- same food that you eat. You are required this, the 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 servant wears the same clothes that you wear. Actually, in one of the um, when we when we looked at this uh, hadith where he was beating his uh, slave Abu Abdul Al Ghafari, uh, the, the 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 people said afterwards that later you couldn't see you couldn't figure out who was the who was the master and who was the slave because they were they they they, they looked the same at the end and that's why you know when you when you go to Hajj when you go to Mecca uh, you wear this two unsewn piece of cloth. No one knows what your status is because the first thing that you can know from someone if you don't really talk to them is what they're wearing. You can get an idea, right? You start, I don't need to get into that. Every one of us knows what we do when we look at someone, uh, what, what they're wearing. Be it a restaurant, a college, university, um, dinner, whatever that is. Dress can make, it does make a statement. There are so many psychological studies, I don't even want to get into that. Anyway, so, yeah, so... Uh, uh, the thing is, there is this one long incident, but I guess with the with the time that I have at hand, I will skip that. Um, uh, I will, yeah, I think I will skip this. It was a beautiful um, uh, story about about um, Prophet Muhammad helping out the people who were who were hungry from a sufa, and uh, how th- th- there's a miracle reported at that point. So I would skip that uh, uh, at the moment. All right, so um, so yeah, so I would I would really like to I would really like to um, mention this. Um, 
the this 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 part where you know when 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 the Muslim they when the muhajid they went to Medina and uh, they were welcomed by the Ansar, this was a real this was a real test for them and they the sacrifice that that made have not been recorded in any part of the history where the refugees were welcomed in this way they literally half their stuff they they took they took in the refugees they gave them half of their uh, half of their home they could they could use half of their home they they, they ate they ate with them they even uh, were uh, were uh, were partners in business um, uh, after the the, uh, the move that's why the Ansar were so that's why Ansar are really loved in the Muslim community because like imagine uh, there was a beautiful comparison given by one of the scholars he said that imagine that if you if you love someone right especially let's say if you have a child and if someone has taken care of your child for let's say four or five years you're, you send off your kid to send off your kid abroad to, to go and study and then you know that he was your child uh, they were staying at uh, this person's place uh, who later turned out to be very kind to that uh, to your child uh, that person took care of your child for all four years fed him took care of him and treated that child as their own and you will automatically have um, um, sympathy and love for this person because this person took care of someone you loved so the, the, there's this, this natural tendency of, 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 of having affection for that person. So Ansar basically did the same to Prophet Muhammad because they escaped prosecution and they welcomed them. That's why many Muslims, they love Ansar people. And, um, no, and, and if you really read the, how the Ansar welcomed the Muhajir, it, you will come across this mind-blowing examples that you, you, might, you, you might come to think that it, it, that it could be made up or it's, it's beyond human, but it actually happened. These these things have been recorded in history over the years, and 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 every, and, and and that's something you study throughout your um, uh, Islamic studies, especially of of that era um, when Prophet Muhammad migrated to Medina. So all right, all right. So now we we talked about um, uh, we talked about uh, uh, water, housing, and now okay. I still have some more left, and it's already thirty minutes. So I'm going to jog over it. So now let's go to clothing. So. Anas, uh, one of the companions of Prophet Muhammad narrates for him, uh, no, no, no one ever asked him for a garment except that he gave it to him and also took it off. So then there is this one incident to like once they were walking and there was a, and Prophet Muhammad was wearing a cloak that was gifted to him uh, from, from Yemen. And a poor man grabbed it and pulled it, that, that it choked Prophet Muhammad a bit also. And uh, he said to him, give me from what Allah gave you. And the, uh, Anas was really, really shocked. Like the man had, you know, I mean, imagine, I mean, I'm, I'm saying Prophet Muhammad but he was a leader at that point. So imagine you're just walking down and, and you, the, the person, a poor person goes up to, 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 to the president of the country and, and tries to snatch his uh, shirt. What kind of impact would it have? <laughs> like imagine the security of what, what would happen around him. So at that point, Prophet Muhammad um, uh, took the shirt off. Actually, you know, he was not wearing a shirt anymore, and he gave it to him. He said, "Okay, keep this." And then he said to to Anas, "He said, now take him to the Baitul Mal, the treasury of the state, and give him some charity there." And uh, then once also what happened that there was a tribe that was passing through Medina, and they were non-Muslims actually, but they barely had anything to cover themselves. They were using they were using uh, uh, animal skin. To this, Prophet Muhammad was really upset. He was not upset for what they were wearing. He was upset that none, none of the people around, around him were getting up to go and uh, help them to cover themselves. So give them just basic clothes so that they could wear the clothes because they were clearly not 
wearing anything because they had, they had not enough money. So this was something the Prophet ﷺ was very upset with always. Now, especially with prisoners of wars and captives, the unfortunately, uh, I can imagine that that you know when when people look at the history books of what happened at the time of the you know different caliphates, I'm not going to get into that. But if we want to look at the Islamic practices, we need to see how the prisons of wars and captives were dealt with at the time of Prophet Muhammad Most of them were used as teachers to teach the to teach the local community there. Some of them were also. Um, uh, um, the, 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 some, they were also giving the clothing, the same clothing that people were wearing themselves. So you see that the, the, the clothing can be a great signifier of social status. So the thing is, there was once, uh, when Prophet Muhammad was teaching this um, uh, humility in clothing, one of the, one of the men, men stood up and asked him, like, you know, uh, don't, but, but we wish that, we wish that our, our clothing is good, that we, we wear something beautiful. And Prophet ﷺ said that Allah is beautiful and He loves beauty. So He did not reprimand the person. So there is no harm in wearing beautiful clothes if you desire beautiful clothes. Um, actually, Allah likes that when people, uh, if, if Allah has blessed something with, uh, with something, that the person shows the blessing of Allah on him. But that does not mean that you cross the boundary here and you enter boasting and just, you know, doing, uh, just, just, just going all aboard, you know, like just going an extra mile there. So you need to see, okay, yes, if I have money, right? If I have money, I can enjoy my money. That's not, that's not, that's not a problem. I can buy beautiful things. I can make my legs, uh, myself beautiful. Um, uh, I, can, I can wear something more uh, beautiful and I, if I can afford that. But the then question is, you can you can also how much do you want to spend on yourself right how much of beautiful do you want to do you want to show do you want to show yourself beautiful every season every week every weekend so you know that's the thing like you know there's we we need to we need to find a balance right we need to find a balance where we take care of ourselves but we do not ignore the others then this this is where i see i have met i i really i include myself in this i I am a very, I'm a, I'm a social butterfly. And honestly, I have met many people. And I'm not saying this because I know them. Maybe they don't want, they didn't want to share it with me. But I have come across very few people who were actively doing something to make a life, to make someone's else, someone else's life better. Someone they did not know. That was, this is where it was really, really impressive for me uh, when, I, when, I, when, I, when I met them. There was this one of my friends, uh, she actually, um, uh, she just, you know, wanted to make the last days of someone easier. So she, she accompanied that person uh, during her last days uh, before she died. Just, you know, she has someone to talk to. And I think that was such a beautiful thing to do. She was not, she's on, a, I mean, okay, her faith doesn't matter, but all I'm saying is that we need to, we need to, we need to learn how to enjoy the blessing that we have, but also from our blessings, because the blessings are also a test. We, we, we always think that, okay, I don't have money, I don't have a job, I don't have a house. It's a test from Allah. Everything is a test from Allah. Even having money is a test from Allah. Having a house, if your life is going well, that's a test. If your life is going well, if you have everything, if you have a, there's a hadith of the Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, if you, if you, if you, if you have a house over, if you have a roof over your head, if you could eat what you wanted, you could dress yourself, you're the richest person on the planet. You know, how much do you want to have to know that you're rich? So, you know, that's the thing, like, you know, we, we, we need to see, we need to see what our needs are. And then before, before I end, I think this, will, uh, this I will make the last, um, um, the, 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 the last 
example because I'm already 35 minutes. So you can Google, the, uh, uh, Google about this. Uh, the wife of one of the caliphs of Islam, Harun al-Rashid, her name is Zubaydah, and she was known as the one of... So he, he was known to spend money in the path of Allah, but his wife was known as the most charitable woman of that generation. People could not see anyone more charitable than her in that time, and she was the wife of, of, of a ruler. Now imagine that. I mean, instead of focusing on, on how to look and what to give uh, to the paparazzi, she actually f- spent the money that she had, that she found in the, in the, in the, in the cause of Allah. The cause of Allah is like, you know, you have the people, um, uh, uh, you, you have the community. So she was very, she was well known for her projects in the community. Uh, and uh, her one of the most well-known projects, um, unfortunately, it just stopped working 300 years ago. Uh, but it was working for such a long time. What she did that, so many people, they used to, so imagine Hajj, uh, it's, it's a pilgrimage um, that, that, that Muslims are required to do uh, once in their lifetime if they can afford it or if they're healthy enough. Um, so people from all over the Islamic world will come. So that means people from Iran, people from Iraq, people from different parts of the world, they will all come to uh, Mecca. So what she did, they, so from the road from Baghdad to Mecca, this is almost roughly like 1,200 kilometers of land. So for Hajj and Umrah, so the, for, the, for the Hajj, the major pilgrimage, and Umrah is a, minor, is a small pilgrimage, 40 stations were set up, shelters for peoples as well as animals, because animals were also traveling with them, right? And then you had at every 10 to 15 kilometers, there was a well of clean, uh, drinking water. There were pools were set up. So if people want to cool themselves off, there were guest houses, there were mosques, there were security posts, paths were lit. You had this lit path throughout where you can, uh, um, where, where people could find their way. So now imagine this in today's time would be a project of several billion dollars, but this worked for several hundred, hundred of years. So, you know, this is something that one, one, once um, a Prophet Muhammad came, uh, one, one of the companions came to the Prophet Muhammad and he said that my mother has passed away. What's the, best, what's the best charity I can give on her behalf? He said, just make a will. So now see, every, every single time now, everyone drinks from that well of water. The reward will go to the uh, to the mother. And now actually, the well that was purchased by, uh, by, by Uthman bin Affan from that day to this, this is 1400 years now, every single time a person benefits from that, to this day, the reward will be given to uh, Uthman bin Affan. He, he, his, his ranks will only increase. And, and that's the thing, like, you know, we, we believe in Islam that you have a, s- a certain charity that, uh, that, 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 that goes on even, uh, even after you die. And that is th- these kinds of charity which, which help uh, the, the community. Um, uh, the Mercy, uh, one of the, one of the there, was, there was once a woman who was working as a, um, um, who, who, uh, who used to, you know, who used to work as a, as, as a prostitute. She was forgiven on her, um, uh, she was forgiven on the account that she fed a hungry dog uh, from her shoes, uh, um, uh, so some water because uh, the dog was thirsty. So you see that you know we we need to we need to see that that Islam does not end on your prayers, on what you're wearing, on what um, um, on what you're drinking, what you're eating. Islam is 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 way beyond that, and I'm so looking forward to go through this series with you all because these are the stories that even I find so uh, so so fascinating that that you know we there are so many evils we can relate to in today's time like for example today right like why is it so hard for people to have access to clean drinking water why are we how much can we consume where we completely forget that 
let's say if I spend on myself 80, 80 euro or 80 dollars on one weekend, why can't I just give 20 dollars to someone else uh, some, in some part of the world where they can have a, a clean, where they can perhaps buy some food to eat for two weeks? Like, you know, you, we, we, we need to see, we need to see that, that there, is a, there, there is a world inside of us, but there is a world also beyond us that needs our help, that needs, that needs justice to be met. And we do not have to sit and wait for, for the lawmakers to do justice. At the end of the day, they were elected by us. They were elected by people like us. So we need to know that we can, we can always... Um, we can always put the, blame, uh, put the blame on the politicians, but we also need to realize, I say this in my each episode, that we, we all need to realize that we all have access to sources that can help others. And we need to identify those. So let's pray to Allah that we, we understand that every individual has a right to the access of clean drinking water, of, 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 of clothing themselves, of having a house, and um, uh, and be to, and to be able to to, to eat um, um, during the day and not uh, have themselves malnutritioned. May Allah open our hearts. May Allah guide our hearts and help us to to fight the obstructions of our ego, the 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 the, 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 uh, the not so good aspects of ourselves. And may Allah help us to identify those. Thank you so much for tuning in. Wa alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.